There's power in the name of. There's healing in the name of. There's salvation in the name of. The Bible says that demons tremble at the sound of that name. Jesus. Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Louis Intefold of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Intefold is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Anakazo Assembly's Cathedral of Fakor Katwa. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God followed with miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. 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 This is the way. I wanted to be this is the way I wanted this is the way I wanted to be this is the way This is the way I wanted to be. 
your hands. Father, we are happy and blessed to be in your presence. Thank you, mighty Holy Spirit, for your help throughout the whole of this day as you transform us into powerful shepherds. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. May be seated. Can you work on my mic, please? Hallelujah. Amen. How to become a shepherd? How to become a shepherd? Now, yesterday, we understood what a shepherd is. A shepherd is someone that provides a loving, caring care and guidance and teaching for the sheep. Because of a shepherd, the sheep is relaxed. Can some people help us, please? Amen. A shepherd is a specific worker who has time to look out for the sheep, to care for them, to visit them, to teach them, to encourage them, to strengthen them, to love them. That's a shepherd. God calls his people sheep. And sheep need care. Amen. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Sheep need to be strengthened and encouraged. So the good news is that in the UD family, God has blessed us with a lot of sheep. A lot of sheep. But every day when God looks at the sheep, he sees sheep that are sick. Sheep that are distressed. Sheep that are confused. Sheep that are scattered. Sheep that instead of Sunday morning, they will be in church. A certain man has caught the she sheep. In his room. And it's not allowing her. She has annual her clothing, but a certain man, which is a beast, he said, When my sheep gets scattered, they become meat today. The wild beast. And the Lord is saying, Oh, if I had a shepherd to rush there. To rush there. One day I said to a he non sheep, <laughs> He was 
a he, but he was not a sheep. Who was disturbing one of my she sheep? And after several gentle interventions, I went and said, From today, as a shepherd, I declare to you, don't have anything to do with her again. Do you hear that? Yes, sir. That was it. Amen. I mean, I don't know how many times I've driven to a hospital where my sheep is not being cared for. And I will introduce myself as the shepherd of the sheep. And therefore, I demand proper care and proper case given. Even yesterday, someone was reminding me about a trip that we made in the middle of the night. And because of that intervention, the sheep is still alive. A shepherd is a very important person. A shepherd has one of most one of the most important I think my mic there's something wrong okay if you do that you spoil my voice jobs in the world amen hallelujah hmm? God is looking for some of the sheep to decide that they are going to look after the others. Is it because a shepherd himself is a sheep? That is why the diseases of the sheep are also the diseases of the shepherd. And some of the shepherds, what we are going through, like your sheep are stubborn. It is because that's how you are. Your sheep don't like to pray. You yourself, you know the way it is. Yeah. There are pastors here, you announce a fast. You you, you, you you are not there. You have put on so much weight during the fast that the sheep are saying, ah, is it that they didn't fast that anointing didn't come upon Because when they look at you, I mean, it's like more anointing has come. Not knowing that you are not fasting. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. So this year, like we heard at the last session, the prophet has declared that of all the things that we can major in this year, he wants us to major in shepherding. 
And I was trying to explain to you that the ways of your father, if you follow it, you'll be blessed. Yeah. I have no doubt that the prodigal son, the father really tried to explain things to him. I have no doubt. And brought in other uncles and other people. I get what I'm saying. So, if so be the case, then this year, we want to attend to the ways of the Father. We want to keep them, we want to incline our ears to them. We want to keep them in the midst of our hearts. We will not allow them to depart from our eyes so that we shall receive life and health into our own spiritual lives, our ministries, our churches, our marriages, our businesses, and everything that we are doing this year. When we follow the prophetic direction and we do it, we'll be blessed. Because who so look at the perfect law of liberty and continuing therein, he not being a forgetful hearer. It is that man but they do of the works. It is that man who will be blessed. So, not everybody will be blessed by the person who would hear and do it. If you diligently, if you hearken diligently to my voice, do you understand it? Then, I will lift you up above all nations. It's the same. It's the same. So how many of us wants to do well this year? The prescription has been done. Ours is to follow the physician's instruction. Yes. I get what I'm saying. So this year is your year. And this year is my year. And all those powerful prayers that we heard yesterday it will happen to us in the name of Jesus. Now, now that we know what a shepherd is, then we went on to understand why we must even become a shepherd at all. Because you can say that, okay, there is something, but I mean, I don't want it. Is there anybody who wants to become a doctor or a soldier? Do you understand it? Policeman. Hmm? Yeah. But when it comes to a shepherd, we realize that it's very important for us to become shepherds. Why? Because as we develop in the Lord, Shepherding is part of our spiritual development. So if you don't become a shepherd, alright, it means there's something wrong with you. 
And the prophet last night was comparing it with an undeveloped child. And all the problems it comes with. I mean, when you have a child who is 16 years that you see have to bath, say have to help him to go and weary, poo-poo, you know, and all that. It's a major crisis. It can be so bad that even parents, one of the parents will decide not to work just to be at home. And so, as God has been looking at you for the past two years, since you were washed with the blood of Jesus, and you were washed with the blood of Jesus for the second part of the agenda, which is to become a priest to him, and you are still working in the church at ease, settled, Moabite, Instead of being a priest, you are rather a Moabite. Jonathan, because of you, his sheep are not being cancelled. His sheep are not being strengthened. More sheep are not coming. Because it was in the same breath when Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd, that he went on to say that, but other sheep also do I have. They also must I bring that there will be one fold. So, one of the jobs of the shepherd is that he brings the other sheep who are not part of the current sheep. And that is through outreaches, soul winning, and all that. And for the last three years of being in the church, you have not even won one soul because you have refused to develop into a shepherd. But thank God for this seminar. Every lack of growth in your spiritual life is disappearing in the name of Jesus. Amen. You must be a shepherd because there's a great need for shepherds. Great need. In every area, for example, if you take um, health care, the United Nations organization, all right, its department, WHO, has a certain number of patients that must be attended to by one doctor. Yeah. When you go to countries where they have taken this thing seriously, that's what happens. And when I was practicing, you go to the clinic from the morning, 8 o'clock, and a sea of patients are waiting for you. 
How many of you went to the hospital and before you could even tell the doctor what was wrong? You was giving a prescription already. Uh, how many of you? Do you know what? Because, look, quickly, so that another person will come. His aim is to clear you quickly. Do you get it? In the same way, in the church, how can one shepherd look after hundred sheep? How? Do you get it? And so when there are more shepherds, then each shepherd can have a few sheep that he can look after. That is why God needs a lot of shepherds. Everybody here is going back as a shepherd. And the prophet said last night, every member in the UD should become a shepherd. How many of you heard that? So are you ready to become a shepherd? You must become a shepherd because the great commission needs to be fulfilled. There must be more preaching, more outreach, more teaching, more establishment of people into the kingdom everywhere. Amen. And so on and so forth. Now, this morning, we are looking at how to become a shepherd. How to become a shepherd. Now, you may want to become something, but how do you become it? You may have all the good reasons. But how? Do you get it? Because depending on the profession, the conditions are different. Huh? Yeah. I don't know whether it is the same, but like I think to join the army, you have to make a certain height. And careful if that's not the case. I don't know whether it's the same. But if you were under a certain height, eh, you are not allowed. One time I took my family somewhere and we were going on one of these roller coasters. Drive. And my little girl they put her, you know, through something. And they said, no. It's not allowed to go. Because when you sit, there shouldn't be any space around you. Because under those pieces you can fall. Amen. I mean, one of the, one of the people that I greatly admire 
as safe church teachers. Because honestly, if you make me a safe church teacher, I've saying once, sit down. Sit down. After the third time, I think the next one is some knock. Some knock. So last Sunday, I called my safe church teachers to really thank them. Yes. And I told them that your gift is special. You may not know. But if you like, become a safe church teacher. So to become a shepherd, there are some conditions. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. To become a shepherd, there are conditions. You must fulfill those conditions. Then you can become a shepherd. What is the first condition? Number one, you must have a desire. You can, you, you, Look, you cannot become something that you don't want. It won't work. Yeah. When you take different professions and jobs, okay, Many people don't only look at how much they will be paid. They also look at what is called job satisfaction. Yeah. Something that they love to do. And they can do over and over and over and over again. And women are better at it than men. Yes. If a woman gets something she likes, she can be there for 35 years. Within that 35 years, you see, men are looking for other things. Pay increase. I mean, car, this, this, this. I get also within 35 years, it's moved to about 27 different places. Look, we need money, not job. What is job satisfaction? How much can you pay? Amen? To become a shepherd, you must have a desire. Hallelujah. First Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, 
an overseer, a shepherd, he desired a good work. Amen. Timothy was pastoring a large church and probably had the task of bringing up future pastors and leaders. He must have sent an SOS message to Apostle Paul for guidance in this matter. It was very significant that Paul wrote back and laid out very clearly the conditions for anyone to become a pastor in Timothy's church. The first thing he said was that if anyone has a desire for God's work, he desires a good thing. In other words, it is a good thing for members in the church to desire and aspire to become pastors. It's a good thing. Let's be honest. Why shouldn't members of the church aspire to the highest possible office in the church structure? In the local church, the highest possible office is that of the pastor or that of the shepherd. Amen? Do not desire just to be an usher. Do not desire just to sing in the choir. Desire to be a pastor. I used to play the drums and the organs in church. But I wanted to go as high as I could. The highest position in the church is not the organist. I am not talking about replacing the senior pastor. I'm not talking about displacing the people above him. I am talking about rising into responsible and fruitful positions within the church. Dear ministers of God, if you teach your people that they can also be shepherds, they will believe it and rise up to the occasion. Here again, I'm not talking about anybody leaving their job. I am talking about becoming a shepherd. The church does not have an infinite amount of money and therefore cannot employ an infinite number of people. Actually, that is why many churches are broke because they employ too many people. So the point here is that do you get it? Have a desire to go high in the church. Do you get it? So it's good that now you are doing ashram. Very good. But there are higher levels. I hear you go home. It's good that you sing in a choir. It's good that you are part of a, a basonta in your church. I get what I'm saying. Whatever you are doing, you are playing the bass guitar, the drums. Wow. Huh? Yeah. But to become a shepherd is greater and is better and it is higher. Amen? You get that? Have a 
just sit around as a member of the church, arch member, waiting for your installation. At the back, are you here? Wave to me at the back. Hallelujah. So, God is changing your position right now. God is saying, okay, you are, you are, you are an usher, you are a guitarist, you are a drama, you know, and all that. But God is saying, right now from here, I'm giving you an appointment letter. I'm giving you an appointment letter. God is giving you an appointment letter. Lift up your hand and receive your appointment letter. Receive your appointment letter to the office of the shepherd. To the office of the pastor. Of the missionary. Amen. Yeah. God is giving you an appointment letter. Desire. Hmm? Apart from all the desires that you have, add this one also. Become a shepherd. Professional footballer. Midfield, central midfield. Okay, into brackets, shepherd. <laughs> Mobile money operator. <laughs> Prof, it's good to see you. into brackets, shepherd. You see, even as I'm just walking along, I've just come across a whole professor in the university. But into brackets, he's a shepherd with a church. Amen? Pastors, look for men and women who have a genuine desire to do God's work. You see, people having a desire or interest in the ministry is supernatural. You know, Your presence here is supernatural. Most of us here are young people. Young people. I mean young people. Young people don't have time sitting even in one place. Have a lot of things. A huh? lot of things to be done in the world. Like what? 
clamen eh? popping what is that it's a desire at you. You've been here for the past three days. It is a certain supernatural supernatural something interest. That interest alone is what you need to be a shepherd. Amen. Even those of you that we had to use bulldozers and excavators to bring, suddenly realize that look, if you have sent five text messages to your pastor already to thank him, and you have even apologized for giving him so much trouble, hmm? yeah, I always encourage pastors send all your people. Whatever you have to do, because they will begin to thank you. Eh? During the camp and after, they will say, Oh, but thank you so much. Thank you. My life has changed. Are you getting that? Yeah? May the Lord fill your heart with a great desire for His work, for His business, for His people, for His sheep. Receive a supernatural desire right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. A desire is something that occupies your heart and makes you to make room for certain things and not for certain things. A desire, an interest for something. One day, a young soldier was called to battle and was sent to the battle front where the action was. But he was newly married to a beautiful, sumptuous. Voluptuous. Thank you. Sister called Margaret. Sister Margaret. She was very beautiful. And after one or two special encounters with her, the command came. They had to go. Oh. It was not easy at all. 
They sent another uh, soldier to bring the letter and take him away. The, the car was parking and they were given five minutes to act. Oh. And then they had to kiss for the last time. The kissing later on was as if super glue had been. So you couldn't move separate. Anyway, eventually they had to go. The guy who was waiting gave me a knock on the head. Of for him. Not too long, he was captured. And he became a prisoner of war. P-O-W. And whilst he was in the prison, every day he was thinking about Margaret. Margaret. Hmm? Margaret. Margaret. You see, Margaret was in his heart. Anyway, he started praying. And one day they brought a list of people that were going to free. So he did the sign of the cross. But his name was not in it. Actually, one of the things that you didn't used to do was you didn't used to give uh, boosters. See, boosters are very important. You may never know when your booster will push you into something. May your booster push you into something. Yeah. How many of you give boosters at church? All right. He was there for a long time. Then another list came. And all along, all along, me, Margaret, you dream and he's with Margaret. So sometimes when he sleeps, his other calling uh, prisoners will see him doing it. Ah, they thought he was exercising, not, not knowing that in the dream. He was embracing Margaret. You know, embracing Margaret. So that when, when, when he's sleeping, they will see them up. They thought maybe he was practicing some special military signage. Hmm? 
laughing at him. You too. <laughs> Remember your stories. His name was not there. Oh. What a disappointment. Then finally, one day, said one day, another list came. And then this time, There were about 155 people. They started. They got to 152. When they got to 152, he just got up to go out because he slept. Then when he were there, he heard his name. May you hear your name. May heaven mention your name. May you be included in the appointment for shepherding in the name of Jesus. So they release him. Yeah. Just shaved nicely, dressed nicely. Yeah. A bus was going to come in two days to take them. He said no. He wants to walk. <laughs> and that if the bus meets him on the way. So he walked. Two days. He arrived. And fortunately for him, in the city, most of the houses were gone. But his house was standing. He could locate it. And he started walking to the house. You can imagine what was on his mind. His breathing was Margaret. 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 When you call, oh, Margaret. Finally, he arrived at the door and started knocking. Margaret, I'm here. I am here. I'm free like a bear. He, he knocked for some time. You know. Then suddenly he heard the footsteps. And he realized oh, those were the footsteps of Margaret. Ah. <laughs> I hear you go home. When Margaret got to the door, she opened a little eyes, and then the guy saw her. She was looking more beautiful. For some reason, the previous day she had gone to do a newer hairstyle. 
knew. When he saw her, his heart started beating. He said, Margaret, I'm here. Then suddenly something happened. Margaret banged the door. How? But he thought that because he had lost a little weight. You see, so Margaret, so there are some terms that they used to use between them. started saying all that to confirm that. He's the one. Margaret will not open the door. Look, he was standing there for about 30 minutes. Then he decided to deploy his last car, which was crying. Started crying and my greatest me, you know. Oh man. Oh my great. I miss you. As I'm standing here, something is doing me, my great. Something. Oh my great. I want to hold you, my great. It didn't move it. I'm telling you. Then he remembered a certain worship song that one time when he went to church, they sang, You are the love of my heart. Margaret, you are the hope that I Oh, Margaret. He said, Margaret, he intentionally, he purposely said, Margaret, I wouldn't trade you. Still, nothing went. Eventually, after staying there for three days, without without food, without bathing, you know, he was used to this type of prison. This. He decided to go away. But the question is, why was it that Margaret was not opening the door? How many of you want to know? Do you really want to know? Not knowing that when he left brother Jack Toronto brother Jay one day she was sitting somewhere this brother came and was able by 
by his words to remove her desire for the first brother and put his desire for him into her. And once the desire for brother Jay entered her, there was no more room. If God can fill your heart of a desire for shepherding, for shepherding, for shepherding, and I pray that God fills our heart. May the Lord fill our heart. Stand to your feet and lift up your hands and pray for that desire right now. Lord, I want to serve you. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. I want to be a shepherd. I want to be a pastor. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Lift up your hands and pray. Oh, Jesus. Everybody, I want to be a shepherd, Lord. I want to serve you, Lord. There are so many things in my heart that are not allowing me to serve you. Continue praying. Supernatural desire to be a shepherd, to be a pastor, to be a missionary, to be a church worker, to be an evangelist, to be a preacher, a teacher.
touch their Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We ask for a desire. Above all desires.
could pray for hours we could worship we loved your way we love to preach we love to visit we love to do great things for you but Lord other designs have eaten and taken over our hearts but we stand before you Lord lift up your hands Receive a new supernatural desire. Revive one more time. Yes. Jesus. Begin to speak in the Holy Ghost, everybody. and verse 4. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 4. And no man taketh this honor unto himself. Alright, we can start from verse 1. For every high priest taken from among men is ordained for men in things pertaining to God that he may offer both gifts and sacrifices for sins. Who can have compassion on the ignorant and on them that are out of the way for that he himself also is compassed with infirmity. And by reading hereof he ought that is the high priest the pastor, the priest the shepherd as for the people, so also for himself to offer for sins. So the scripture is talking about a priest. I see it right there. A shepherd, a pastor, a missionary, a minister. And in verse 4, the scripture says this, this role of the priest, of the pastor, of the shepherd, no man taketh this honor, this role, this office, unto himself, 
by he that is called of God, as was Aaron. In other words, to become a shepherd, you must have a divine call. God must call you. You can call yourself. Amen. To be a shepherd is not a secular profession. You get it? Yes. Huh? If you want to become a teacher, you go to school after SHS, you apply, then you go to teacher training college or nursing training school. Nobody needs to call you. They put an advert in the newspapers. You see it and you say that you want to be trained. Become a carpenter or a nurse or a computer scientist. Then you go. But when it comes to the ministry, it's the opposite. You must be called first and then trained. And who calls you? God calls you. Yeah. And God can call you through different agencies, including through the voice of your pastor. God used the voice of my pastor to say, listen, there's a call on your life. Yes. or through his word, or through a dream, or a vision, then after you have been called, then now, God trains you. Yes. Huh? In First Samuel 16, when David was anointed, he was anointed to be king over Israel. It took another 20 plus years. During which he was trained in different subjects and areas. Yeah. One of the subjects was how not to kill an anointed person. Yes. You have to pass that exam. Yeah. How to survive in the wilderness and caves be lonely, how to be afraid and trust in God. Hmm? Yeah? You got it. When Elijah 
threw his mantle on Elisha. That was a call. Then the training began. Initial training was give up everything. He immediately took all his cows and cut them to kebab. Part of this train was how to do minimal jobs. He used to pour water on Elijah's hands. It took a long time for him to step into the office. So there must always be a call. God called Moses. Exodus chapter 3. And he saw the bush that was burning. You understand it? And yet not being consumed. He went close and God spoke to him. Matthew 4, 19. Jesus called Peter and Andrew. You get it. So you need a divine call. Yeah. Is that clear? Whenever I interview people who want to be in the ministry, I ask them if they believe they have a call of God on their life. Without the conviction of a call, you cannot be a pastor. Many people do not even know what it means to have a divine call. They don't know whether they are called or not. Amen? I believe that one of the principal manifestations of a divine call is a supernatural desire and interest in the work of the ministry. You understand it? Yeah. So if you have an interest, a desire, do you get it? It's a sign. It's a sign that God has called you. It's a sign. It's a sign. So don't joke of it. Hello? Don't joke of it. You always want to be in church. You always want to be around your pastor. You always want to have your pastor to visit. Eh? That desire is God that has placed it there. Yeah. Do, do you see? And don't cancel it out with anything. Don't cancel it out of your age. So I'm too young. No, when God called Jeremiah, that's what he said. God said, shut up. Before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And I called you and ordained you to be a prophet. It has nothing to do with your feelings. Especially with the brothers. We have a lot of feelings. How many brothers have feelings? 
So, so, so you tell yourself, ah, how? How can God call me with all these feelings? But the Bible says they would not have a high priest who himself cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. But in, in that, he himself, you see himself, he passed through all that. Yeah. Elijah was a man of like passion. Which means that those feelings, Elijah to the same. Really, yes. So you mean that when I see sisters, that 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 goes through my body. Oh yes. If you like, go and ask uh, Elijah. You tell me. <laughs> One time I heard Doctor Cho. He said. He said. He said, I am very happy that I'm an old man now. He said, a lot of the feelings don't affect. He said, when I was a younger pastor. Oh. The man that God has used to build the largest church in the world. So the call, don't cancel it out of your feelings. Amen? Don't cancel it out with your youthfulness. Rather, it's an advantage. Yes. When you are caught as a young person, there are disadvantages or limitations. Number one, you are not too experienced. Number two, you have a lot of Number three, you are not mature. Number four, you don't have a lot of knowledge. Do you get it? Yeah. But there are advantages also. Number one, ministry needs energy. It needs energy. Which works for you. Yeah. Energy to walk around. Doing person to person evangelism. It takes energy. Yeah. Thirty years ago, we were much younger. And one of the things that the prophet used to do was that on Saturdays from time to time, he would bring buses. Then we would sit in the buses and then we would go to an area. I still remember the Dansuma runabout area. We arrive in buses and I will get down and move like an army in twos. Young people, kiosk to kiosk, house to house, shop to shop. Do you love Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Give your life to Jesus. Come to the Lord. Young people. As a young person, you see, ministry needs passion. You must be passionate. Yes. And that passion, those feelings that you have, you can channel those feelings into 
the ministry work. So a young person, you are fully qualified to be called to do the work. Don't cancel the call of God on your life. That desire with a lack of good education. That your education is not good and especially your English weren't weren't good at the time. But you see, God didn't say it is by English or by PhD or by doctorate. Listen. But he said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit. Which means that for as long as the anointing of the Holy Spirit is upon your life, you can do the ministry. What you need is the anointing. the largest churches in our country and around the world. Yeah, you may say that the English weren't good, but go there and see. Go there and go and see. Yeah. When they say, so, as we are Sit here. As we are sit here. <laughs> now, Jesus came and blessing you now. <laughs> and before you realize, breast cancers are disappearing, the lame are walking, blind are seen. you are a lady. Yeah. We know you like quarreling. We know. We know you like shoes and dressing. No problem. God can still use you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we know that you like boys too. Because girls 
likes boys more. It's true. They like us. Because it's a case that is working. Your desire shall be for your husband, your man. Because sometimes when you look at a certain fine sister, she fine. And she very fine. And then you see the brother that she's following. The head is like a boat. that flowed in so much power was a woman. Maria would work either. All this falling to the ground and all that, it started off. She's the one that sometimes when she's preaching, she'll just lift up her hand and stay there. How many days? Three days. And then she'll come back and then continue. May you experience a supernatural power. May you experience a supernatural power. Amen. Please sit down. So you need a divine call. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 10 and verse 1. Paul had a supernatural interest for the salvation of all men, including the Jews. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that he might be, that they might be saved. Paul had a desire in him and it was this desire that was translated into practical ministry time and time again. Christian friend, don't call, don't take the call of God lightly. You could pay of your life for disobeying the call. Yeah. Is it this lady that I'm talking about? 
Maria would what? Peter. Her statute is at the Museum of the Anointing. You can go there. By the way, is it going on? Can they can we organize? You know, how many of you know about the museum with the statues of wonderful anointed men of God and women of God when you pass through? Something will happen to you. So I think that you have to organize yourself into groups. Yeah? At the reception. You pay and then you go there. And then we also have the prayer gardens. 100% answered prayer gardens. Any prayer that you pray when you go there to be answered. I really encourage you to go there. That sister that has bounced you 2015, she said no. 2016, said no. 2017, she said no. 2018, meanwhile she has been taking your credit. Look, this week is this week. Something must happen. Go to the prayer garden, measure her name, and say, Oh Lord, I beg to you, Agatha, sister Agatha, sister Agatha, touch her heart, Lord. Oh, sister, that brother always coming close doesn't say anything. I'm talking to you about Maria, is that also? I'll come back. One day, a certain sister. There was this brother who go to her. Oh, Sister Agatha, how are you? That's all. There you go. You go there and go and eat. Sister Agatha will serve him. Without showing the etiquette of a visitor. The visitor, when they serve you, you don't have to eat all. This brother will eat and say, Oh, in fact, your food is nice. I was wondering whether there was more. And Sister Agatha too was very, you know, yeah, because she too she has. It went on for a long time. And this brother wouldn't say anything. Brother Ricky Z. Then one day, there was um, Hamatan Bible Seminar at Anakazo campus. And the brother told the sister, you know, the sister couldn't go. So the brother said, when I go there, I would like to spend some time to also pray. Yeah. And then he asked her, do you have any prayer topic 
that when I go, I should pray for you to God about. Do you understand it? So the sister got, gathered all the courage and said, All die be died. So she looked at him and said, You are my prayer topic. You are my prayer topic. You are my prayer topic. Why do you come to me all the time? Why do you greet me all the time? Why have you been eating my watching all the time? Why? And you can't speak. Pray that God will help you to speak. Hey. Yeah. Everything by prayer. Nothing without prayer. Amen. Pray that God will give you utterance. By the time you come back, whatever, whatever. She told him, any demon that is blocking your mouth, bind it, shake it. Take the blood of Jesus and pour it into his eyes. Neutralize it and come and speak. Amen. So make sure that you pray there. Back to Maria. You see, listen to this. The reason why I'm talking to you about Maria hmm? Hmm. yes, that you pay off your life. This woman, wonderful. God used her amazing. She was born in 1844. Yeah. Those days, women were not preaching much. But God called her. And then she met a handsome ex-soldier. Mr. Woodward. And after a fiery courtship, he got married and had six children. And all that time, God had called her, but she wouldn't obey. Then disaster struck and the children started dying. One by one, until five of them died. The husband couldn't stand the disaster. He died. She picked herself up. Started reading the scriptures more. And one time, angels appeared in heaven. And Jesus And she decided to be the call. Started preaching. Power, miracles, signs and wonders, salvations, 
Yeah. But you see, she waited until five of her children Yeah. Careful. Careful. You see, I want to read something. Are you here? Go home. Now listen to this. Listen to this. I want to emphasize here that it is important to respond to the call of God on your life. Now listen to this. This is what I want to do. If you were standing downstairs and your boss called for you from upstairs, wouldn't you run to him? What do you think will happen if you ignored his calls when he knew that you could hear him. May God grant us the grace to respond to the call. Hallelujah. And that's what the call it is there because many are called. Yes. That's what the call it is there. Because many are called. Many are called to say it may not be I mean the highest level but at least at a certain level you are called. And may God grant us the grace to respond to that call and to fulfill it so that one day when we get to heaven Jesus will look at us and say well done thou good and faithful servant. Amen. Not responding to the call. Even not not performing your specific call. Because Papa Hagen used to call himself a pastor and a teacher. A pastor and a teacher. For many years, for many, many years, meanwhile, God had called him to be a prophet. And one time, something happened. He had a, a freak accident and he broke his arm or so. And then he went into hospital. He was very angry at the Lord for what had happened. And the Lord said, don't be angry. He said, I made, I allowed it to happen because I've called you to be a prophet and you are changing it into a pastor and a teacher. And I think at that time, if I remember the story very well, he had been fasting for about 12 years or so 
And the Lord said that you have not even entered into your real calling. And that if I have not allowed this to happen, for me to caution you and correct you, you will not have lived beyond 55 years. So even not performing your specific calling can cause you to lie. Maybe God has called you to sponsor this ministry. Please do it. Please do it. Yes. Are you getting that? Maybe you have been called to assist a man of God. Please do it. Yeah. Huh? Bishop Saki and Bishop Eddie over the years have made it clear they don't even want to pastor a church. No. All that they want to do is to assist the prophet. That's all. Amen. Lift up your two hands and pray right now. Just ask the Lord to help you to fulfill your call. Speak to the Lord. Grant me the grace to respond to my calling, to fulfill my calling. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Whatever you have called me to do, Lord. Whatever you have called me to do, Lord. Yes.
Come on, pray. Help me, Lord. since I was 16 years old in secondary school. I didn't call myself pastor then. But it was easy to see that I was called to be a pastor. I would draw up lists of the scriptures. List of the scripture union members who were in the fellowship and pray for them. I would mention each and every name and pray for them daily. I had a long list of names of over a hundred people. Mind you, no one was paying me to do this. When it was time to go on holidays, I would draw maps to everyone's house and would visit them during the vacation. Was that not a 16-year-old pastor visiting his ship? It certainly was. Hallelujah. May we follow in the same steps as young people. May nothing prevent us. Because you see, if we are not careful, there are things that will prevent you from fulfilling your calling. Like I spoke about earlier. Yeah, one of the things that we see 
the Bible school. See that your students, once they come here, their parents just leave them. Relatives say, look, we don't have anything to do with them. Yeah. It causes them so much pain. I get what I'm saying. But there are challenges that you must go through to fulfill your calling. Persecutions. During communist Russia, Russian pastors suffered greatly. They couldn't preach publicly. The church was underground. And when they were arrested, they would take all your children away from you and brand you as a madman. You have a psychiatric problem. And they will send them to hospital and treat them like that. But they persisted. They were maimed sometimes. Sometimes they were sent to Siberia where in winter the temperatures could go to minus 50. And then they would let them stand in the open, you know, very cold. And they would say, Lord, recant your faith in Christ. And they would stand there and freeze to death. And I feel that some of you are not responding to the call because of such pressures and challenges and family persecutions and all that. But the Lord will help you. Be like Paul. Who said in Acts 20 that I now go bound by the spirit to Jerusalem. Not knowing what shall befall me. Except that in every city the spirit witnesses that bonds and affliction awaited me. But he said, but none of these things move me. May nothing move you. Neither do I count my life dear unto myself that I may serve the Lord of joy and finish the ministry that Jesus has given to me. Amen. Huh? Yeah? Second Corinthians chapter 4. From verse 8, look at it. Second Corinthians chapter 4, from verse 8. Hmm. You fulfill your calling. Hallelujah. Hmm? We are troubled 
on every side. Yet not distressed. We are perplexed. But not in despair. Persecuted. But not forsaken. Cast down. But not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body. The dying of the Lord Jesus. That the life also of Jesus. Might be made manifest in our body. Some pastors, some missionaries want to give up. Because of trouble, because of persecution, because of hunger, sufferings, marital problems. But Paul said, None of these things may nothing move you. May nothing be able to cancel out your ministry and the call of God upon your life in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, they hated him, persecuted him. Eh? One time they took stones to kill him. So he asked them a question. He said, Many good things have I done. Many good things have I done. For which of that name one of the things that I've done why I deserve to be killed. Amen. Hallelujah. So you must have a divine call. How many of you believe that the Lord has called you? You will fulfill your ministry. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three. We are talking about how to become a shepherd. How? I get what I'm saying. Yes. So God is preparing us for the interview. Yeah. So when you get there, the first question Do you have a desire? Say yes. Very good. Very good. Are you called? Yes. Why are you called? I don't know, but I always feel like being the house of God. I always feel like helping around, preaching. You know? I, oh. Yeah, that is it. Number three. Number three. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. You must have a willing commitment. First Corinthians chapter 9, 16 and 17. Amen. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of, for necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. I see it right there. There's consequences to not doing what the Lord wants you to do. 
your boss was standing upstairs looking at you. He can see you. Hello? Please come right now. And as he's speaking, I mean, you just, you are busy about whatever you are doing. No, don't work. For if I do this willingly, I see that I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. There is something called willing commitment. Willing commitment is following up to do what you say God has called you to do. And not just to talk. There are a lot of people like that. Oh, Bishop, one day I'll be a pastor. I, 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 I know. Our dreams, our visions. These are my certificates. Willing commitment. You know, um, Pastor Peter Bright, the mandate. Yes. When I was assisting Bishop Sam in the Tama church, he came, came to church. When he came, he had a lot of certificates from different Bible schools. Yes. And he said, based on those certificates, we should appoint him as a pastor in the church. So Bishop Sam told him, we have a Bible school if you want to become a pastor. And he went. Apart from all those certificates, he actually went to the Bible school, came out, was appointed as a pastor. That's, that's today he's working around. Willing commitment. Yes. Hmm? There must be a willing commitment to obey the call of God on your life. Some people know that they are called. They even have a desire to do the work. Yet, you do not see any commitment in them. Do you get it? As I said, here I am. Send me. Do it. Get to the job. Get to the job. Stop talking. Start a bar center. When we go back, everybody here who doesn't have a bar center must start a bar center. I didn't get an amen. commitment that is why we sign that we want to get married because we have been walking around saying I love you I love you love me. I love you love you I love you love you I love you when I see you I'm happy when I see you I'm happy when you send me a test, I'm happy. When you don't send me, I'm not happy at all. I'm not seeing you. Oh, all right. 
Now, come. Let's go to the office. Bring two people. Let's sign now. Let's be committed to these words that we are, we are saying. That is what shows that we mean business. You said you go on missions five years ago. Five years ago. All your friends in London that you used to be there with 20 years ago, they've all gone. We are still there. And we are still saying that as for missions, as for missions. Willing commitment. Actually getting to the job. Actually committing to the work. Actually putting your hands to the plow and doing it. It starts with attending shepherd's training school. Yes. Where after church, because of your willingness to become a shepherd and your commitment to it, you are now part of those who don't go with the buses. The buses should go. You have decided that you will stay after you find a way of going. at your watch stop asking when is the meeting coming on the meeting will come on but if you are willing you don't you don't look at your watch we are here when pastor is ready we are ready i'm willing to be trained not just talking like this brother was around the sister. And, lot, and a lot of you brothers, you are wasting the time of our sisters. one sister to the other. Stop that rough there. Stop that rough there. Tell that brother, stop that rough there. You see? That is why that is why in John in John 21 15, 16, 17 Jesus asked Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And, and, but the third time, you see, Peter was quite broken. That, ah, but he said, Lord, thou knowest. This is what I'm saying. But Peter, you, look, John chapter 20, beginning, beginning. Beginning. 
beginning from verse 1. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And on this wise showed he himself. There were together Simon and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said unto them, I go a fishing. Say, listen, Peter, I want to know, do you really love me? Do, do, do you get it? And then he was arguing, I love you, I love you, and all that. And, and Jesus said, If you love me, feed my lambs. The sign that you love me is that you are doing the work, you are committed to the work, you are willing to, to do what I've asked you to do. Such people, oh, Pastor, oh, 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 but Santa, dear, you know, yeah. But you see, now time has caught up with you because 2016, you said that by 2020, now 2020 is here. You thought 2020 or 70 years, we are in 2020. And now you are saying after your marriage. The one we ask, when is your marriage? You said by November. Look at you. What is the commitment? Amen. Do you get it? But that is why your life is not being blessed though. Because Jesus has connected your blessings to the work. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. 
then all these other things your marriage your promotion your education your visa your business shall be added unto it you have not called me but i have called you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain that whatsoever whatsoever john 15 16, look at it that whatsoever you shall ask of the father in my name whatsoever he may give it to you Matthew chapter 10. Matthew chapter 10. And when he had called unto him his twelve disciples, he gave them power against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sicknesses and all manner of disease. Now the names of the twelve apostles, yes, yesterday. Let's go to the names, those of us who don't remember. We are not very sure. Now the names of the twelve apostles are this. The first Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. Are you seeing the names? Don't joke with it too, because there's a certain country. There's a certain country. When we are going there at the airport, sometimes they call you outside. When you say you are Christian. And these are some of the questions. That's it. What, what are the names of the 12 disciples of Jesus? Yes. They ask you the Apostles' Creed. Yeah, there's a real country like that. And when we start, the names of the Apostles saw the son of a uh, Kish, the Benjamins. You mentioned, you, know, you see, because it's like, oh, this one, the Bible, popular people, not popular people, the disciples of Jesus. Start Abraham, Jacob, this said, hey! No, because of that, they, they send people back. So let's just humble ourselves and go through. Now we are blessed this morning too. <laughs> One day you say, hey, thank God for Hamatan Bible Seminar. Now the names of the 12 apostles are this. The first Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, James, the son of Zebedee. And John, his brother, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the publican, James, the son of Alphaeus, and Lebaios, whose surname was Thaddeus, Simon the Canaanite, and Judas Iscariot, who also betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent forth and commanded them, saying, Go not into the way of the Gentiles and into the city of the Samaritans. Enter ye not, but go rather to the lordship of the house of Israel, 
And as you go preach, saying, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Now watch this. Provide neither gold, nor silver, nor brass in your purses, nor script for your journey, neither two coats, neither shoes, nor yet staves, for the workman is worthy of his meat. And into whatsoever city or town you shall enter, inquire who in it is worthy, and there abide till you go thence. And when you come in into an house, salute it. And if that house be worthy, let your peace come upon it. But if it be not worthy, let your peace return to you. Eh? And whosoever shall not receive you, nor hear your words, when you depart out of that house of sin, shake off the dust of So that says, go. So they went preaching. I'm trying to explain to you that perhaps not being committed to your call is the reason for why your life is how it is. Lack of provision, lack of blessings, lack of breakthrough because God has connected your blessings and your breakthroughs to his work. And when they were going, he said, don't take anything, just go. So they went and came back. And in Luke 22 verse 35, Jesus asked them a question. Luke 22 and verse 35. And he said unto them, when I sent you without purse and script and shoes, lack ye anything? And they said nothing. If you do what he wants, you will lack nothing. Are you clapping your hands for the Lord? say that we the pastors we are thieves we are not thieves we are seeking the kingdom of God his righteousness so he's also adding all the other things do you really think that when the Lord said to me enough of your hospital. And I had four children. And I told my wife, I'm going. And God bless her heart. She said, go brother. Do you think that God will not look after me? Actually, the devil has told me that I'm a fool two times. <laughs> the first one was shortly after I started full-time ministry. You see, when I was in the hospital, 
I was used to sending my driver. Go to the, the gas station and make sure that there is abundant gas, petrol. And then at the end of the month, then a check will be issued. They will bring the bill. You see, even how much I didn't know. Because the managers were handling Miles, just go. Like that. So when I came into full time ministry, you see, I, I, think, I don't know whether I've forgotten. So one day I was going to Sakumana. When I got to, there's this uh, gas station just before the Achimota overhead on the right. Look at it. I saw that my petrol was danger. So I said, oh, it will not be anything. So I just drove. And when I got, I told the attendant, fail. Towards the end of the feeling, I took my wallet and realized that I had very little money. Oh, come and see me begging for my soul, trying to explain to the guy that I'm not a foster. I pointed to the code. I said, Have you seen that? Church? That's where I work. I'm a pastor there. It's a mistake. I didn't realize I didn't have money. You know, you please. Take my number. My name is so and so. I'll come and pay. And the guy was looking at me, you know. And then in the midst of that, uh, the, the devil to say, You see, you see, we're fool. Look at you today. Yeah? But you can't tell me that I'm a fool now. You can't say that. You cannot say that. Because the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. The Lord is a son and shell. No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. And by serving him, I'm walking uprightly. And Jesus said, when I sent you without script, look at it. Did you lack anything? And they said, no. Yeah. One day in Matthew, I think Matthew 17, they came to Jesus and his disciples for tax money. Look at it. Matthew 17. I think verse 25 or so. Whoever is there, help us, please. Alright. Are you there? Maybe go up so we can pick the story. Maybe verse 20. Yes. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, Yes. How be this kind going on up? Come, go up. Verse 22, 23. 24. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? Hmm. Jesus. 
He said yes. And when he was coming to the house, Jesus prevented him saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? Of their own children or of strangers? Peter said unto him, Of strangers. Jesus said unto him, Then are the children free. Verse 27. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, go down to the sea. Watch this. And cast an hook. And take up the fish that first cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them for me and for thee. Now watch. Watch. When Jesus needed money and his disciples needed money, Jesus said, there's money in the mouth of the fish. Go and pick it. Every shepherd is a spiritual fisherman. And your prosperity is in the mouth of the fish that God has sent you to go and catch. Perhaps the reason why you are broke is because you have no fish. How do you think we the shepherds we eat? Especially we the full-time shepherds. How do we clothe ourselves? From the money in the mouth of the fish that God has sent us to catch and we have caught and we are catching. So don't, don't be angry that we are eating from the offerings. For so the Lord has ordained that they that preach the gospel shall eat of the gospel. Maybe your poverty is because you don't have any fish. Because there's money in the mouth of the fish that you are supposed to go and catch. Yeah. Huh? So be committed. Be committed to the call. Your blessings are linked to it. It's true. It's true. Yeah. God called the Israelites to go to the promised land. Go. They went. For 40 years, they didn't cook anything. No, 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. They didn't buy new shoes. The same shoe that you step out of Egypt with. As your, the years were going by, the shoes were also growing with you. I want God rather to provide for me. If you can fulfill the call, 
you can accept it. Even as a lay person. Yeah. You see, as a lay pastor, the prophet sent me to many places. Yes. To pioneer like seven churches. And I always late from far. From Kaneshi to Tema. To Tema Newtown. From Ringway to Sakumono. This Sakumono road that you see was on small road. I'll go to Sakumono like four times a week. Be in traffic. Buy my own fuel. At a point, I was using a Toyota Land Cruiser that Apostle Joel, I made him to buy for America. The engine was big. Have you seen a car that when you step on this, you, you see the fuel coming? <laughs> on my way to Tamale to go and preach for Bishop Patrick, I have to top up like three times. But, I was not, I was not worried at all. I was not moved. God was blessing me as I was working for him. Start to work for the Lord. You shall serve the Lord. I, can hear, I cannot hear you. You shall serve the Lord. You shall serve the Lord. You shall bless. Please sit down. A willing commitment. No more, Pastor, I will do it. No more, I shall do it. Now, the language is that, Pastor, what should I do? Jesus said, Whatsoever you want to do, do it quickly. Do it quickly. Yeah. There's no time. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 16. There is no time redeeming the time because the days are evil. Redeem the time. Restore the time. Make good use of the time. Hallelujah. Start the basenta immediately. Start the basenta immediately. Start the mission immediately. Start the center immediately. Start the mission. Start the branch immediately. Start the choir immediately. Go on that outreach now. Not tomorrow. Now. Amen. Do you get it? Yes. Otherwise, God will replace you. No. When you don't show commitment, God will replace you. 
God has replacement for all of us. Eh? Yes. Judas was replaced. Acts chapter 1 or verse 21 or go up maybe 18 go up again that's a word I want you to see yes men and brethren this scripture must needs have been fulfilled with the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David speak before concerning Judas Concerning who? Or oh, Judas, one of the twelve. Wow. One of the twelve. Which was guide to them that took Jesus. Watch this. For he was numbered of us and had obtained part of this ministry. Part of the church loyalty house, the winner. Part. Catch the anointing. Church. Sakumono. You are part. And the assemblies of Akokaswa. AKA Domia Bra. We there, we are there. If you say you really love us, come there. Don't say, don't talk. Don't say that it's far. No, no, no. You just come. Eh? Yes. The Kadesh. If you say your car is good, go there. We can use the road to the Kadesh to test your car. If your car can go there and come back normal, we have to we'll certify it for you for the next 20 years. Mm. Say that it is roadworthy. Amen? Do you get it? So Judas was part. I think this is a very sad. Go back to that scripture again. For he was numbered of us. I had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field for the reward of iniquity. And falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst, and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all the dwellers at Jerusalem, in so much as that. That field is called in their proper tongue as Saldana. That is to say the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms. Let his habitation be desolate and let no man dwell therein. And this is what I wanted you to see. Verse 21. And his bishopric verse 20 and his bishopric let another take. Is it possible that as we are sitting down right now, God has plans. I mean, God has plans that look. His bishopric, 
his shepherdorial status. Let somebody take. And he didn't say to Fiaqua. Hey. He said, even we human beings, let's say a team you are you are you are playing. Do, do, do you get it? You are the central midfielder. Is there midfielders? We have two central midfielders, and then we have attacking midfielders. Central midfielder, yours is to shield you, you shield the four back or the three back and the center. So you don't go much. You understand? You don't go much, you are just here. Yeah, I think that was Asian. Ngolo Kanti. Magic. This type of people. And then we have attacking midfielders. You are allowed to go like Poba. Do, do you see? Yes. Huh? <laughs> now, central midfielder. Before we see, you are in the in the 18, shooting, heading. When they put the ball here, counter attack. No, our legs are open. Go. You see, you're not showing commitment to the role that we have given to you. So, do you know what happens? What happens? As we are doing that, okay, before you realize that you see somebody. Signaled that somebody should end up, he's give you another 10 minutes. But I see what amazes me is that they are always surprised when they are being changed. Is that right? That is, they, they say, Yes, it's you, but I pray that in your case, concerning the call of God. God will not replace you. May you be willing to fulfill your calling. May God find you faithful. Amen. Yeah. And his bishopric let another take. You are not the only one. Yeah. You are bluffing your pastor. Because you are the one that sings a few of the first love songs. Even the songs is because, you see, we now don't know the song well. How it is sung. So even what we are singing... We don't know, but the day either will step, the other will suck you. And they don't, will be banned from singing. But as we are here, the challenge, you are our main either side. Because of that, you are bluffing us. We have to call you. We have to send credit. The bars have to specially come by your house. 
to pick him. Careful. Because his bishopric another take. You see it all the time. Before God has raised up other people. One time my choir was rehearsing. And I went there. I went to sit there. We're doing some songs. You know. I started changing some things. And then I heard some people who normally don't sing solo and all that. Got a song the way it goes, you know, different people have to. So I said, ah, but this person can sing. This person can sing. You won't believe it. By the time I left, I had four new soloists. Four new. And I've added them to the bench. Yeah. Sister, we have proposed to you uh, since 2014. You said that the brother's JHS result was not good. You should do remedials. He has done it. You said no, you should go to SHS. Then SHS, he went. There were those two papers that <laughs> maths and uh, English. He said, no, if he doesn't pass those two. So for the past three years until 2017, he got it. So, oh, Because you have a master's, you should try and get at least first degree. Hmm. It's been like seven and a half years. And the brother is not easy for him. He said, Oh, let's marry. He said, I'm taking a job, let's marry out. He said, No. Hey! Careful. Because it's bishopric, let another take. If you are not kept one of these, and when you call, he doesn't pick. When you call, he doesn't pick. When you send a test, he doesn't respond. Then your pimples start to come. Willing commitment. Willing commitment. Lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm willing. Pray. I'm willing. Lift up your voice and pray. Yes, Lord. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. Tell the Lord. Take my hand.
Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Touch my heart, Lord. Speak to me. If you can use anything, Lord, you can use me. with us at the Anakazo Assemblies Cathedral of Fako Kaswa. Please note our service time. Sunday 9.30 a.m. Jesus Encounter Service. For prayer, counseling and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884. Or zero five four three two eight nine two eight nine. God bless you.